everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Ready, Set, Cheer. We are so excited to talk with you today. My name is Antoinette Phelps. I'm one of your hosts. We also have Sydney Carriel on, our other host. Hi, Sydney. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Happy holidays. Belated Merry Christmas. Yes, thank you. You as well. Thank you very much. Of course. We also have a very special guest on today, Kelly Brisson. She is the head coach from Henry Ford II. Hi, Kelly. Hello. Happy holidays. Thank you. You Happy too. Holidays. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. All first right. So first, have you. so first of all, we just want to say thank you so much for supporting the show and reaching out to us last year. I know you and I had some back and forth emails and all that. So we're so happy to finally have you on. So thank you for taking the time to talk with Sydney and I today. Oh, um, for so sure. Thanks all, for asking me to come and do this. <laughs> yeah, we love to have it. Thank you so much. Let's first talk about just your background uh, with cheerleading and with coaching. Um, well, I started cheering for the City League of Madison Heights Wolverine. Shout out to MHW. Um, back when I was 10, I there till I aged out and came back as like a junior coach. Um, when I got into high school, I chose not to cheer on the dance team, but I still coached the Little League. Um, so after graduation, I kind of stopped coaching, um, went about my ways always came back um, and helped out a little bit. And then my early 20s, um, I reached out to them and I came back to um, the Wolverines to like be the general manager, run it. And it was all volunteer. You, there was no this. It was just through the city. Um, and then I got married, had kids, um, walked away for a little bit, came back when my old enough to be on the team. And I came on as a coach again. And I was on there through um, my aged out and, and uh, she went into junior high and she wanted to maybe try junior high competition. So I kind of looked like I was ready to branch out of the little league. Um, we were still doing like the MHSAA rules. Uh, so I branched out and I got my first true MHSAA job at, uh, as a JV coach, head coach at Clawson. And okay. was there for a full year and we had moved out to Sterling Heights and just the truck from Sterling Heights to Clawson in the dead of winter was not something, uh, you know, that I was too keen on doing. And it was just, it was really hard on the family. So I ended up resigning from there and I thought, God, I want to do something. So I uh, looked around and there was HF2. Um, I applied for the JV coach and in, and I got the job. And I've been now the varsity head coach for this will be my third season or fourth season as head coach. Gotcha. So, All right. So you've been, been a long time for a while. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So Kelly, we, you and I talked about this over the phone a little bit before we recorded, but maybe you can set the record straight a little bit. Just explain sure. the difference between the MAC division and the OAA, um, all yes, within well, MHSAA, correct? Because I think that's where there's yes. some confusion. There's actually a ton more um, conferences in, in, uh, um, the, in the MHSAA, but the ones that we deal with are the OAA, Oakland, um, Oakland, um, Oakland Athletic Association, 
the MAC, which is what I'm in, um, and that is the area conference, and then the BWC, Blue Water Area Conference. So there's a lot of different conferences, but the ones that we um, were basically uh, revolves around is the OAA and um, the MAC and then uh, the Blue Water Area Conference too as well. Okay, gotcha. So, and most of the yeah, state comes from, most of the winners for almost all the divisions come from, from those two as well. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. there was some confusion as to who was listed under MHSAA, but really both divisions are. I think I, I was even confused. I thought they were separate. Okay. So yeah, within I, the match. I'm sure there's a different, I'm sure there's something else, but for most of the, most of the state, it is MHSAA, and then they just have the small little conferences under that MHSAA umbrella, if that gotcha. makes sense. Yeah, right. it does. So. And then after that, it's mm -hmm. broken down from then regionals or districts, regionals, and so on. Yeah, well, but once once you get to districts, all, all that kind of stuff is away, and it's just strictly um, D1 schools, D2 schools, things like that. Um, it, it doesn't matter. I'm in district, Stoney, um, you know, all Chester, you know, all of them. Even though we're member OAA, it doesn't matter. They just somehow goes all together in divisions for, you know, when we go to um, districts. So, okay. and that gotcha. they just Thank align by map. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's it's a lot. It's taken a very long time. I'm like, well, what's the difference between Mac Red and D1 Red or D1? It, it took a very long time to understand that. I was so, going to ask, how long did it take you to get all this alignment together? It's, I couldn't tell you who all the OAA teams are or the Blue Water Area Conference. I couldn't, I could probably tell you maybe eight, nine teams in the back. It's just <laughs> not a team, you know. I know who I go up against. I know where I want to be, you know. I know it might be underneath me, but it's just really, it's hard because every year, every two years, the Mac realigns in colors. So you want to be that up, you know, we want to, we were in red, we dropped down to white while well, we want to move back up, just like everybody else wants to move back up at the top. So um, it's, it's just hard. It's, it's hard to kind of, all right, where are we going? Who's taking this? Who's moving up? Who's moving down? You can ask to be moved down. If you, your gram isn't there anymore, um, and if you look out at your, you know, your middle schools or ties, your feeder schools and realize, I don't have a lot of kids coming in, maybe you might want to move down in color so you have a chance. Um, so it, it just depends on what your team wants to do and how good you are. Um, but I do have to say most of our state champion um, come from the OAA, but the Mac's on the rise. I'll tell you that. We got some really, really great teams this year. Um, I'm excited to be um, Anchor Bay, um, LCN, Dakota, all, all of our Mac teams are really putting on a show this this year. I can I can tell already. Okay, so that's actually what I was going to ask you next. Who are those top teams in the Mac division then? Since I think last year we focused a good amount on the OAA, so we kind of know those with the you know, Rochester Adams, Rochester High, Stony, Troy, all of those teams. What, what about the MAC? 
So we have um, we have map is our top, and in that one is uh, Dakota, um, LCN, Romeo, um, Cusno, and Stevenson. Okay. And then the one I'm in is myself, Ford, Utica, High, uh, Port Huron, Anchor Bay, and Lakeshore. Okay. So and as far as I, I don't go, mm -hmm. go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I, I don't know where the realignment, because last year was a little bit different. We weren't able to have our normal red, white, blue because they had to mix it up and we could only do quads. So they tried to group, it was it was crazy. But this year we went back to normal and we're still trying to figure normal out, so. Gotcha, well, I think a lot of teams are too. Yeah, <laughs> so would you, so who would you say is your biggest rival then? Like out of all those teams that you just, you just listed, what who's who does Henry Ford go up against? You know, what's funny is even though I'm like really good friends with all the Utica Community School um, coaches, um, it would be them. You know, your Stevenson, the Utica, Ike. Oh, Ike's in red too. Sorry, forgot about Ike. Ike's in red as well. So those would be the people that we go up against. But it's funny, we're all friends and we all help each other out. But then the day of competition, it's like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> you know? um, or, you know, every once in a while I'll be like, hey, um, can you come videotape while my kids are on the mat? Sure, I'll come videotape, you yeah. know, while you're performing. It's, um, so really in that in that sense, if we're going through the white, we want to win white. So and everybody that's in the white is um, I want to be, you know, but in the bigger picture, yeah. when we're looking to get out of the districts, it's, you know, we've got to look who we're playing up against, and it's Stony, Lake, um, Rochester, uh, Ruster Adams. Um, my district is known um, as dis the District of Death <laughs> because it's all, all the bids, you know, it's all the ones that go in and take first or second at states. So, you know, me trying to get out, it's it's pretty tough, but, um, but that, that's what we want to be. We want to we want to make sure that our our numbers are are really rising each and every week. So we're peaking at districts. So we have that chance to get out. So yes, and you did last year. Yes, we did. Um, <laughs> and it was it was pretty crazy that we did because uh, Rochester's you know Rochester's Rochester. They win all the time. You know, they got COVID or was quarantined and they weren't able to perform. Um, so because of that, I was able to get out of districts and go to regionals. Um, and then regionals came and um, all excited, couldn't believe it. The girls were stunned. They're like, wait, what? We were going? What? That's crazy. Um, all of a sudden we get a call on Monday saying that um, one of our girls tested positive and we would be out of regionals. I, I was devastated. I mean, I literally cried. I walked to, I, I work at a school, so I walk into my school, I'm like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> um, but Utica Community Schools at the time, you had to give um, a, a non-rapid test. You had to do the long one, like the 
the PCR. Right. You couldn't give the rapid a rapid result and that be what it is. Well, that is what they gave to the school. So I was talking to my AD at the time and I said, so what are the odds if her PCR comes back and it's negative, do we get the plane? She's like, well, yes, you would because then technically she doesn't have it and you'd be able to, but that's an extremely long shot. I'm like, all right, it is what it is. So broke the news to the girls was crappy. Uh, Wednesday, I get a call, put shoes on, you're back in. Her uh, PCR was negative. So we were able to go and girls, I, I call them. I'm like, uh, back on. They're like, wait, what? I've got to work. I'll have to call and cancel work. And oh my God, I got to get this. And it's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> we had this, that whole day Saturday, we went in early in practice and then got on the bus and went to, to regionals. We knew we weren't go anywhere after, but it was just the point of we got they got it taken away. Now we're back. So it was fun. It was great to experience. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. An emotional roller coaster and all of that for sure. I swear, I I you could you couldn't make it up. I'm walking around, I was walking around in a daze. I'm like, this am I being punked? Is this for real? Did this just happen? Like who <laughs> How, how does it even? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it. So it was, it was just fun. And I told the girls going, man, I let's just let's go have, let's just do do what we can do, walk off laughing, have a good time, high five, and be done. You know, we're what really what we were looking for is we were watching basically a mini state final right there on the mat because you right. know you had all all the big dogs coming in, Stony Creek and um and and Adams, you know most of them that they went. So it was just fun to watch. Yeah, what yeah. a great experience for your girls to be able to do yeah. that. Seriously, mm -hmm. and, and like you said, the best way to handle it was go out there, smile, and give it your all, like you said. Yeah, it's like we have zero to lose. <laughs> yeah. So let's just go out there. We knew going in, no way. But let's just go have some fun. Let's experience this. You know, I, I had my, my first time at regionals with a team, you know, so it was fun to just kind of watch. I remember taking a video and just like, oh my God, I'm here at regionals, one step away from states. You know, when you put that in perspective, you're like, oh, wow, that's that's a pretty big deal. You know, yeah. Yeah. and we had it way. taken away. Yeah, you, you had it, it was taken away and then given it back to you. So I was like, Shh, we're, we're already, we already won as far as I was concerned, you know? Right. Going off that a little bit, um, do you know what the restrictions or stuff like that with COVID this year will be at all? Do you know if there'll be similarities? Oh, there is none. Okay. There is none. No, no. Um, um, well, I, um, let me take that back. All of Oakland County has a mask mandate for schools. So if I'm coming to your school for um, an invitational in your Oakland County, my girls have to wear masks. We all have to wear masks. But in Macomb County, you're coming from an Oakland County school into mine, you don't have to. So that's the only difference is um, Oakland County schools, you have to wear a mask unless, I think each district is different. Um, I know Lanphier, we're going to the Ram Rumble and the kids have to wear masks in school, but their district changed you. If kids are in active play, they don't they have to wear, but if they're just walking around the schools, then they have to be masked. Or if you're going to the bathroom, you have to be masked. Um, but I haven't heard anything else 
from like Athens or Adams, they're hosting this year um, districts and regionals. And that plays into a huge because my girls are training right now without masks on. And if you wore them last year, you knew, you know how difficult it was to do it. And you kind of modified some of the stuff because these kids were just, <gasps> you know, they can't breathe. So now when we get ready to go into regionals and, and um, districts, if they still have that mask mandate, we're going to have to practice with masks to get my girls. They just, you know, anything can happen, whether it's getting a foot stuck in a mask, you know, you've got to be prepared for that. We haven't practiced all year, even sideline, we were mask free. So, so, but that's it. That's it. Um, I've got 16 varsity teams coming to my invite. We're all, all going to be there at the same time. Um, you know, we'll have double panels going to be faster, but some people are choosing to stay with quads because that was really nice, but you're losing out on money and you're losing out on um, possible other teams coming in and being able to get that competition feel again. So, you know, it's, it's, it's back to the way it was. Um, right. I'm sure there's going to be, you know, hand washing stations and, and different things like that. So with all of the changes going on, you know, from last year to this year, has any of the rules changed? If maybe you could remind us how many girls are allowed on the floor in each round? Sure. Um, last year, there was some rules that we couldn't do, um, like pyramids and basket toss, a couple other things. But this year is back to normal, um, back to the way it was before COVID. Um, with mandatory numbers, we have to have for divisions one, two, three, four, four. Um, round two, you can only have so many girls. For D1, it's 12. D2, it's 10. D3, eight. Um, D4, six, and, and on. Um, so for me being a D1, I, I have it, um, the mandated number of 12 in round two. Now, say I have some girls, it's COVID. I put 10 in. I'm going to have to take a 10 point penalty just walk the door. I'll be 10 points in the hole. It sucks. It, there's, it, it, it does. Um, a lot of people want that rule changed, but I, I don't, I don't ever see that changing. Um, but for rounds one and three, the max you, you can have 16. So I put 16, 12, 16. Um, what you have in one is what you have to have in three. Okay. Um, but you could go straight across or whatever your mandated number is, you can go that across the board. Um, but that all plays into your points, um, choreography, bonus points, all of that. Um, so you really have to do the numbers. You know, if you've got four stunt groups, you want to put four stunt groups out, one is constantly falling. Well, you can't go down to 12 and only put three in and have that 16 in round one. So now you've got to take out kids of round one and reconfigure that whole thing. And round one is nothing but line changes and motions and hurdles. It's a pain. <laughs> you don't want to do that. But this is COVID and that's just what you have to do, you know? But right now, nothing has changed. Okay. Yeah. And then as far as the highest possible scores for each round, will you give us a little rundown of that? Um, 
I don't, I couldn't tell you exactly what, I mean, high numbers, if you're looking at usually like high, I would say probably round one is about two, 235, somewhere in there. Um, cause there's so many different variants, you know, some people give a 0 0.02. It's crazy. Um, round three, or I'm sorry, round two, I think is about a two, two thirty, And then round three, I think I've seen 320, 325, somewhere in there. It's, it's, it's in the, um, it's in there, but I can find out for you and give you the exact number. Um, but that's, that, that's roughly about what it is. Right. So you so usually, I'm no, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. <laughs> I think the highest score I probably has seen is been like 788, 89, and that's state qualifiers. So. Oh, wow. So yeah. when you guys are putting your routines together for the three different rounds, are you thinking of how many points you can score when putting them together? Or how do you put these routines together? Um, well, I'm lucky. I have some great friends that do choreography. Um, so, you know, I have them come in and, and do it, but um, work together with them saying, you know, this is what I kind of like. I'll do some research. Um, you know, YouTube is full of awesome teams and you know maybe i like this ripple maybe i like the start of this or the end of this um that's what they'll put in they'll ask um you know do you have a theme uh what is your maybe a callback something like that and they'll help and help and we'll you know make a make a good stepping stone for it and then they'll come in and and teach the kids but for round three is where the points where you have to pay attention um you want to max out your score. So if you have 16 kids, you want to max out at that 800 points. Um, and anything over is just candy, you know, is extra. But if you can max out at that 800, that's good. Um, but if you if you start like today is your first day, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to you know do full ups to twist cradles, you know, to all them right away. So maybe you're thinking, well, let's start with this and maybe we'll have a plus one that that's where we're going to go um, and move on from there. And then you're looking, oh, crap, I need to come up with a couple extra points. All right, well, let's add this little flare here. So it's just really about where you're starting at and how you can add little. You just rotate. That's four points. So you need four points. Take a stunt, rotate that stunt you know, or you need a spring, you need three points, have somebody come out of the, in spring out. It's just, it's a numbers game and you sit down and you, you do what you can do. Um, you know, we're working on our round three right now. Um, I haven't even started the calculating the numbers yet because you can tweak it a little bit here and a little bit there. Um, you know, you want to have your bonus points, you know, you want to get your tucks in, you want to get your um, OLEs in, you know, those kinds of things, your team tumbling. But all the other things can be tweaked and added and taken away. And, you know, say you're working on a stunt and all of a sudden the stunt's just not going. It's just going up. And you're like, 
I'm not taking a chance. These kids are going to, you know, get hurt, first of all, or it's going to come down because these kids kick themselves in the butt if they're out on the mat and these stunts don't come down. They're so hard on themselves. So we're going to modify it a bit so it's hitting every single time. Yeah. Um, but at practice, we're going to go back and we're going to, and then we add more points to it. So it's just, it's, you need what number you're looking for and you can make it happen with box outs. Box outs are crazy. You get a ton of points for box outs. It's not something that a varsity team will probably do, but hey, if you need it, you need it. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Right. And, you know, going off of that, how long do you think if you for your team, you guys are practicing, putting it all together. How long do you think it takes to get that final routine set and done? This is what we're going to do. Would you say a week or how long for you guys? Oh. Well, if you're just not making any modifications to the original choreography, um, I'd say probably about two weeks to kind of get it down because you're not really throwing up the stunts right away. Um, you're you're counting it out. You're marking it. Um, you're trying to get everything set. You know where to line up, not to line up, because that plays a huge factor in in budging. You know, if you don't have smooth transitions to to one to another, you're going to get nailed on execution, not just for or um, uh, the mint. You have to make everything nice and smooth. So we spend a lot of time just trying to mark the things and then let's warm up your stunts. Go ahead and warm them up and then we'll add them in slowly. Um, because again, if it's not working, we have to change that. We have to modify that stunt. So it's probably about two weeks, but make no mistake. Every time a competition comes around, you're changing that, that round. You're either taking, adding, Every single time, I don't know anybody that starts off with one routine, and that's the routine that goes to the end because you get sick kids, you get hurt kids, um, you realize ah, this is just not working. I want to take this out. So every time, every competition, it's like, all right, guys, we're changing it again. <laughs> but it's me. It's everybody. I, I everybody changes their stuff. Oh right. So Kelly, let's go back and talk about you again. So let's talk about your coaching philosophy. Okay. What would you say is your coaching philosophy? <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know if I have just one, um, but I, because I came from Little League and, you know, I've coached kids from, you know, five, six years old up to 18 years old, you see a lot of diffs. I, I really believe that you have to, not everybody can be coached the same. You know, everybody's different. So you got to get to know your kids, know each one's personality, um, kind of tap into how's life, you know, because that plays a lot into what they do when they come in the door. You know, if they're having a bad day, um, all right, what do we have? Are we having a bad day, a boyfriend bad day, or I failed a test bad day? And you, and you can know. Um, if you know your kids, you're part of, not necessarily part of their life outside of cheer, but you know what's going on. Um, I think, think that makes it easier as a coach because you know their personality, you know how to coach them. Um, I guess that my philosophy is just know your team, know how to coach each each kid is individually. Some, some kids are super sensitive that if you say, listen, get it together, they're going to bust down tears. But then you could say the same thing to another one. They'll be like, 
all right, I'm on it. Let's go. You know, um, you can't be soft to some kids and you can't be hard to some kids. So it's, it's different. I say my philosophy is learn your team, know your kids, um, stick to your guns too, because our, our kids will, uh, now is a different time. Um, they'll, if they can get away with things, they're away with things, you know, if they, oh, oh, if I'm not really doing this, I'll still be putting around. No, you're not. No, you're not. You, you got to stick to your guns. You got to, you got to make a plan and make sure everybody's on board with that. And, and um, you know, and when you look at the kids, it's maybe this one needs a little bit for help. All right. How can I help you? Where there's other kids that can just get it right off the bat. So I guess my philosophy is, is learn your kids, know your kids, know who you're talking to and how you're, um, how you can coach them. Cause if you, yeah. you, you can't just coach the whole team the same. You just can't, it's not going to work, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's awesome. You, I know you also work in a classroom too, so that I used to be a teacher as well. And it sounds a lot like a teacher philosophy of not being able to just teach to, this is the one way I do it. And everyone's going to have to form to the way I do it rather than right. trying to. Well, I, yeah, I don't have a, um, I don't have a classroom per se. I'm um, like, I'm the health para. So I take care of all the the sick kids and things like that. But I still go into classrooms and, and help out where needed, but it's the same, you know, some, some of my kids just need that little extra. All right. I know someone's there and somebody will listen to me because, you know, I hurt my toe and I've already told everybody in my classroom, but I just need to tell somebody else, you know, they'll call me down and, you know, we'll take a walk and we'll have a conversation. But again, you can't, treat everybody the same. Everybody's different. You know, everybody has things going on and, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, yeah. it's really hard. And especially with COVID it's, it's made things so much harder on yeah. these kids well, and coaches, you know? Right. Well, I'm yeah. sure that definitely makes you a special person in their life too. It's almost like a parent figure, you know, that also has to with well, yeah, their I mean, own children. For sure. For sure. I mean, you can't just be a coach and, and that's it. You, you can't. That's part of, um, you know, you, you sign up as a coach, but you're more than that. You really are. You, you've got to be counselor. You've got to be friend. Um, you got a disciplinary uh, mom, dad, whatever they need. Um, that's what you have to be. And that's why coaching is, is, is so important for these kids because you're holding them accountable even if you don't have somebody else holding them accountable in life, you are that person. So. Yeah. yeah. And I think we see that across the board with all of the coaches we've talked to, you all have that kind of figure for the student or the student athletes, I should say. And that's a really important position to be in. Yeah, it is. Kelly, as far as your team goes, what would you say is the biggest strength and what would you say is the biggest struggle for Henry Ford? Um, I think our biggest strength is our girls are all friends with each other. They're not, they may not all hang out outside of, of school, but there's no in, in fighting, if that makes sense. There's no little petty drama. There's no arguing other than, well, you didn't do that right. It goes this way. You know, it's, it's cheer related. It's not outside drama. We'll not practice. Everybody's friends. Our biggest struggle is because they're friends, 
they like to goof off a little bit <laughs> and trying to get them to come on, we need to focus a little bit more is a little bit hard. So, so it's kind of, you know, they want to, because they don't see each other sometimes out of practice. So they see each other in practice and they want to, you know, mess around or they want to talk about this. It's like, no, 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 no. We need to focus a little bit. So just kind of getting that direction, that drive to stay, stay, in is a little bit hard so because yeah it let's like last year these kids couldn't go anywhere their parents wouldn't let them out of the house so practice was it practice was the social their sport um everything face to face because everything's you know obviously online now um you know other social media but last year was crazy we even learned around one online last year and that was most craziest thing I've ever done as a coach is that. But so come practice, they want to hang out and see everybody and play and have a good time. So that's our biggest struggle is keeping them focused. <laughs> you know, going off all of that and from last year and this being your third year as head coach, what do you think makes this team specifically so special this year? Um, I, all of the kids on the team, are mine. like just been mine, if that makes sense. They've all, I, I mean, I've been in it for, for four years, but I was JV coach. So all of the kids have just had me. I think maybe one had a half a season with the other coach, but 99.9% .9 of these kids have been under me the whole time. So that's nice because I got to know them. I have a huge um, junior class this year. Um, I think most of my team is the junior class. Um, so th this is my one year to get ready for next year. Cause next year is going to be, I think we're going to, we'll be at the top of our game. We're slowly climbing up there. Um, but these girls have been with me through the beginning and they're ready to kind of bust out of their shell. So it's, it's to see progression in each one of them, you know, cause when we started, not a lot of them could do, you know, springs or tucks and to see where they're at now. It's so nice to be able to see them going and learning and, and finding their passion in the sport. Definitely. And I, you touched on it a little bit here, but, you know, um, to kind of wrap, wrap this up, is there anything you would want people to know about your team that they might not know from an outsider's point of view? What, what do you think that they would want to know? Um, we're, we're coming, we're coming, we're, we're making our, we're making our move. You know, this year we're, we're going to try if COVID stays away, we're going to try and make our move. Um, but like I said, there's some great teams out, out there. Um, but I want to be in that elite part too. You know, I'm ready to make, um, the Mac teams, the, the best team in, you know, the state, you know, OAA has got some awesome teams, all those Rochester teams. Um, but, it's time for Mac to shine, and um, hopefully we're we're going to be able to help help get up there and do that. And you know, just uh, keep an eye out for us. Uh, all eyes on us, huh? That's our that's our motto this year. Awesome! I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> 
Well, Kelly, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for supporting the show. We loved hearing about your coaching philosophy, everything about Henry Ford, and we will definitely keep our eye on you guys this year. Yes, yes we please do. So much. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks. Well, thank you again to Kelly Brisson. That was so awesome. She had such good insight for us. We were just talking about it. That was great. Um, and we have a look ahead for a ton of competitions coming up here, Antoinette. What do you say? Yeah, so I'm going to list off a couple competitions that will be happening this week that we're keeping our eye on. And hopefully, if you know anyone's involved in these competitions, if you want to reach out to us, let us know how the competitions went, send us a clip. We'd love to see how the teams are doing this week. But we have on January 5th, the Huron League Jamboree. We have the SEC League Meet Number One. We have the Sturgis Invitational. Then on January 7th, the Richmond Blue Devil Invitational. On January 8th, the 11th Annual Chematic Cheer Challenge. And on January 8th, also Allen Park Invite. That's a big one. January 8th, the Blackhawk Invite, Blue Devil Invite, Brighton's Best. That's going to be a busy week. Comstock Park Invitational, LPHS Rails Invite, and the Mustang Invite. There's also the Oxford Mardi Gras invite. I am not sure if that one's going to be going on or not, so we'll kind of have to check in on that one. Panther invite, the Red Hawk Invitational, West Ottawa invite. So it's going to be a very busy wow. week for cheerleading. Yes, so much fun stuff. Can't wait to get that going. And then don't forget, you can see some of our cheer clips on State Champs W or State Champs Michigan. So we got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, so in December, they posted one of the meets that was with Rochester Adams, Rochester High School, Stony, um, Troy Athens, and Lake Orion. So that's those are those clips were really cool to watch. I was very impressed so early on in the season. Yeah, if you want to get pumped, watch those. We're not kidding. <laughs> sure. And then one last thing. Cheers on Netflix. <laughs> season two is coming back on January 12th. So excited for that to get going. That'll also get you pumped for everything we've got in store this season. I was just telling you earlier, I'm sad because I accidentally clicked comments on Twitter and I kind of know my, what might happen, but not going to let it ruin it. Still watching the yeah. season. Cool. Probably will binge well, I know it. That they bring in, I know they bring in another school, right? So the, yeah. it's, it's usually Navarro, but I heard they're bringing in Trinity Valley. So we get to see both teams now. But I, I don't yeah. know any spoilers, so I... I'm excited the to watch. The trailer itself just was really, I just wanted to keep watching the trailer over and over until January 12th. Yeah, I know. Me too. Me too. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in to the Ready, Set, Cheer podcast. If you want to reach out to Sydney and I, you can email us at readysetcheer at statechampsnetwork.com. And of course, reach out to us on any of our social media platforms. Thank you. And we will see you next week. See you guys.